0: Hello, everybody. It's IBSA Radio on
1: RS2, part of the Radio Show Limited network of channels. Indianapolis Motor Speedway, our venue for this weekend. And aside from all of the action from WeatherTech and Mission Pilot Challenge, as ever, we've got a fantastic supporting cast of series. None more loud, leery and rapid than the Lamborghini Super Trofeos. The Huracans, always a crowd favourite. We've got race one for you next. It'll be uh, Jeremy Shaw, but first, Brian Till, as we have our first race of the weekend, and it's live.
0: The Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America
1: on IMSA Radio. On IMSA Radio. Welcome in Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America fans. The Indianapolis Motor Speedway. What a place to host rounds 9 and 10 of the 2023 season for Lamborghini Super Trofeo. Speedway Racing, racing capital of the world. 36 cars entered for this weekend 35 will start today we had a problem in qualifying but let's talk about the Indianapolis Motor Speedway where they will do battle not on the oval like we see at the 500 but on the 14 turn 2.439 mile road course here great passing opportunities for the Lamborghini drivers today down in turn one and turn seven heavy braking zones there also, turn 12, but one of the most challenging corners on the racetrack. Turn 14, that sweeping right hand bend that leads you back onto the long straightaway. These Lamborghini Uricon Super Trofeo Evo 2s, over 170 miles an hour into the braking zone for turn one, and approaching 170 miles an hour into the braking zone for turn seven at the end of the back straightaway. Welcome in, everyone. A little cloudy, a little cool, a little overcast. But it should make for some great racing. Brian, tell along with Jeremy Shaw. And, Jeremy, I look at this racetrack and I look at this one-make series and they were just made for each other.
0: I completely agree with you, Brian. I mean, uh, the perfect conditions to go and racing now, as you say, fairly cool out there, overcast, so the engines will breathe really well. The tires shouldn't get too overheated. The question is, will the drivers get overheated? Because it's going be, to be busy down there with this many cars out on this racetrack.
1: Cool temperatures this morning in qualifying, about 56 degrees when they went out for the two qualifying sessions, 15-minute qualifying sessions that they have. So a little bit of different of a racetrack, Jeremy, right now because we've had some rubber put down from the other series that are running here. And I'm going to be interested to see how the balance of these cars changes throughout the race and how it's changed since qualifying.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Uh, you know, it's not it's not much warmer than it was uh, during qualifying, but uh, the qualifying sessions, both of them, there was two sessions this morning, each of 15 minutes, the first one to set the grid for this race today, the second 15 minutes to set the grid for tomorrow's race, but both were interrupted by a red flag, uh, by red flag, so they didn't get a, an awful lot of running in either of the two qualifying sessions. But I think conditions are pretty similar, so uh, there shouldn't be too many surprises for the drivers.
1: When I said 36 cars on the entry list, 35 will start this morning. Paul Nimshoff had a problem in the qualifying session number one in the 41 that he shares with Mark Miller, the Pro-Am entry out of Flying Lizard Motorsports. Not able to get that car back on the racetrack, so they will not make the starting grid, but there's going to be plenty of excitement throughout the four classes. And, Jeremy, I think one of the biggest challenges is one pace lap here. You've got to get everything up to speed and get ready to go
0: yikes yeah that's going to be a, a tall order for these guys because uh, it is fairly cool out there so we have got to get some uh, temperature into these hand tires uh, we've got 36 35 cars as you say we've got five in the pro-am class uh, excuse me yeah five in pro uh, 10 in pro-am which will be nine now in actual fact 10 in am and 11 in lb cup so everybody running the same lamborghini uh, huracan super trofeo evo 2 version of this car well over 600 horsepower plenty of horsepower out there uh, but four different categories of drivers uh, there's 21 cars out of the uh, 30 or 20 of the 35 will be driven have have two drivers for this race there will be a driver change uh, halfway through this race or around about halfway through the race there's a mandatory pit stop which has to be served anytime after 20 minutes and before 30 minutes into this 50-minute race it's run quickly through the pole sitters the pole sitter in LB Cup is John Hirschberg for the second time, but first this season in kind of 86. That's for Forte Racing Power by US Race He'll start 22nd. The am pole sitter is Glen McGee. He'll start eighth in kind of 69 precision performance most uh, for world speed a great effort by carter williams to qualify the pro-am car 22nd column 22 fourth on the grid and on the pole position the runaway championship leader for wayne taylor racing with andretti autosport that's Danny four in car number one
1: Time to get things going. Lights out on the Lamborghini Uragon pace car. It is on pit road in the field onto the front straightaway, Kind of cheating. Driver's right, waiting to look for the green. It flies. We're racing at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Lamborghini Super Trofeo off and running. And they're going to have to review that start back in the field. It looked like some cars may be passing before the line down into turn one. Look at this field of beautiful cars and a problem for the number one overshoots turn one just a little bit this Danny Formal slides out to the outside and that's going to allow Ryan Norman through.
0: Yeah and Gianna Torino taking advantage as well to duck down the inside into turn three, turn three and four there so uh, a a, a good start initially by Danny Formal but I think the experience of Ryan Norman who's raced around here in Indy Lights cars a few years ago uh, he was able to get his nail is breaking absolutely perfectly and take over the lead of this race so Danny Formal having won every race this season. A perfect start, eight races, eight wins for Danny Formal and Carl Marcelli, who will be driving the second stint in this race. He's got some work to do now.
1: Still a long way to go, 49 minutes to go, in fact, of this 50 minute race. So for Danny Formal, he's got to put that little mistake down in turn one behind him, but he's left two cars in front of him. That's Danny from that's Ryan Norman, I should say, aboard the, the number 84 and then the 88. As you said, Giano Torino, I talked to Ryan Norman, said he's probably one of the most frustrated drivers in the paddock, Jeremy. You look at all the second place finishes he's had this year. He wants to break up that perfect season that Danny from and Kyle Marcelli have had so far this year in pro.
0: Yeah, he does. He's highly motivated to do that. He's, uh been second uh, way too many times been second on four occasions this season uh, twice he's had pole position and not being able to translate it into a victory there's uh Carla williams who did a great job in qualifying for world speed which is new to the championship this season qualified in the fourth position slipped back a little bit at the start here I mean, he doesn't have a lot of experience in anything other than open wheel cars which he's driven all the way through his career up until now but uh, a very very talented young man He's 25 years of age now he's from Clovis in california and he's uh, back in there too i think to get some heat into these tires and, and get up to the pace that he knows that he can run which he showed in qualifying earlier this morning
1: well, i think it's going to take at least a couple of laps to get these hand-cooked tires where you want them both temperature and pressure wise meanwhile norman continues to lead up front but a great battle going on through turn 10 right now the bright pink number 14 involved with that the 77 the pro entry jake walker mixed in there amongst the pro-am competitors this is a really really tight go and jeremy you've got to be careful you've got to know who you're racing with is this for position in my class how much do i risk do i want to try this move now or not for these pro-am competitors with that pro car in between them. Hey, you love to see him in there, right? If you're Andy Lee, you want Jake Walker in behind you because that's going to put a little buffer between you and the nearest competitor in your Pro-Am category.
0: That's exactly right. I mean, we've got four pro cars at the front right now. Then the next five will Pro-Am. Then, as you say, Jake Walker in number 77, kind of in the middle of the Pro-Am cars. There's two more Pro-Am cars behind him. Then Glenn McGee, who's dropped back a bit from his starting position. He still leads in AM in 13th position overall in car number 69. There's another Pro-Am car. There's four AMs, and a little bit farther back down the pack. It's Ophir Levy, who's made a great start in the LB Cup to take over the lead from his forte racing powered by his race for its teammate, John Hirschberg. So Ophir Levy, actually, he's in second base. just been passed by Graham Doyle in the Wayne Taylor Racing car number 10, as Alan Grossberg in car number two making his return to this series. we have got to come in together here you spun it to one exit yikes
1: i couldn't tell if there was contact there for alan grossberg or not but the two around Not at all uncommon to see that flame out of the exhaust of this Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo 2, the V10 power plant. You spin it, you dump that raw fuel back into the exhaust system. And as you're trying to get it started, that raw fuel burns. So that flame kind of comes out of the exhaust. No harm, no foul and Grossberg back underway. I'm sure the officials in race control will look at that and see if that was a one car incident or if he had help. Meanwhile, the racing continues throughout the four different classes in pro if you want to know the difference in the cars there is absolutely no difference in the cars throughout the four classes but you can identify the type of class or the type of driver in it that bright orange chiclet in the upper right of the windshield and there's one on the back bumper orange means pro yellow is pro-am green is am and blue is lb cup obviously the pros the most experienced pairings or drivers in the field lb cup the drivers with the least amount of experience. And I think that's the thing that's cool, Jeremy, about Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America or really all throughout the world. Everybody's racing the exact same equipment. If you wanna know how you're doing as you're coming up through the ranks and through the classes, you've got pro people, pro drivers in the exact same equipment that you can easily measure yourself against.
0: Yeah, it's very cool, isn't it? And uh, we've seen some tremendous racing this season uh, with this uh, Lamborghini Super Trofeo series and yeah so many cars i mean 35 36 cars huge fields record fields this season and uh you yeah, know there's this there's, <laughs> there's just tremendous competition uh, other than uh, up until now at uh, the front of the field because it has been all wayne taylor racing Well, it's still all wayne taylor racing it's ryan norman who now leads and he's stretching his lead new fastest lap last time around for the race leader caliber 84 125.108 for our race leader a new track record here because the Lamborghinis haven't been to the Indianapolis mode, Bay before and Gianna Torino doing a really nice job there not taking any defensive lines just doing doing his own thing and holding on for the moment ahead of the championship leader Danny Formar.
1: understand Raymond Dabuti is going to have a 10 second time penalty added at the end of the race for a false start he was out of his column formation when they crossed the line but the battle up front is raging danny from up on the curbs through turn seven the apex curve trying to hang on to the outside of that number 88 that red white and green lamborghini he's passed but does torino have an answer coming off of 10. he's gonna get a run
0: great job there by your 10, that pass. yeah really a good pass by him There's, uh, that's uh, Tom Tate, I think, heading towards the pit lane. One of the AM contenders in uh, uh, the Flying Lizard Motorsports entries. Looks like he's got a problem early in this race. But meantime, Ryan Norman leads. Uh, he's moved by about 1.8 seconds at the completion of lap four. He comes across the line now. Uh, doesn't quite improve his best lap of the race. 125-1 that time around, but with that pass that Danny Formal made, made up into second position, it cost him about a second and a half, so the gap between first and second now is over three seconds. But Danny Formal up into second place, he's going to put his head down and see if he can't reduce that deficit.
1: See, the 64 on pit road, you talked about that problem that has developed. Tom Tate in, Sat with him yesterday in the transporter. What a great guy, really looks at his racing. Has a lot of experience from earlier in life, then went to work, made a career in the real estate development business and now back to racing. He said, Brian, this is the perfect place for me to be. The cars are an absolute ball to drive. They're very complicated, but he said, this is where I wanna be right now. Unfortunately, a problem for him has him sitting on pit road right now. Looking at Andy yeah, so Lee for much that this bright season. pink, that bright pink Lamborghini he shares with Slade Stewart. This is a great entry here, and remember, Jeremy Slade Stewart won the championship in L.B. Cup last year. He moves up to pro-am with Andy Lee this year. A good, strong driver pairing.
0: Very strong driver pairing, absolutely right. And uh, shame for uh, for Tom Tate. He ran back in the old uh, Formula Russell days against some pretty re- really good guys. Did some Super B as well about uh, well, 30-odd years ago now, a long time ago, but uh, he made his comeback to <laughs> racing about three years ago in the Porsche uh, Sprint Cup Challenge out on the West Coast and had so much time, so much fun there. decided to come here into Lamborghinis and he's absolutely loving it. Doesn't even have much luck going his way, but he's absolutely loving it, great character. There's a new fastest lap again for uh, uh, Ryan Norman, our race leader, as we see, car number 45, that's Cam uh, Alliab, no, it's Rob Walker, I think, uh, running off the road Briefly there, hopefully at turn 10. Be able to get back going again. But new fastest lap, Ryan Norman. He's actually stretched that lead over Danny Formal, who had clear, clear traffic on that last lap. So really good lap there for our race leader, uh, Ryan Norman.
1: Great racing down into turn one side by side. Mark Wilgus, who leads the championship in LB Cup, doing battle there, gets passed in the 50 and that braking zone down into turn one, Jeremy, speeds in the draft of over 170 miles an hour. This Lamborghini is faster in a straight line than its GTD counterparts in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship in a straight line. And just a few tenths of a second off lap time wise, they carry less downforce and more horsepower. That gives them tremendous straight line
0: speed it does and they are an absolute blast to drive every hotel I have the chance to do so myself i wish i could but i must admit because they look fun and yeah, these cars dance around they sound fabulous certainly do with that v10 engine uh, and uh, there's some tremendous racing here's uh, a pass there by uh, car number 47 that's uh, dominic starkweather uh finding his way past past john hirschberg who leads in the lb cup category at the moment they're down that's a battle for a little bit down the order outside the top 20 perhaps, but uh, Dominic Starkweather making a switch across to Precision Performance Motorsports for this weekend as Rob Walker pulls his car out of the way. Clearly a problem for that number 45 car.
1: I think it just shows the level of professionalism, even though a driver like Rob Walker is listed in the AM category, these drivers are smart. They, they get it. They understand the flow of the racing on the racetrack and Rob Walker hats off to him to get that car out of the way. Didn't interfere with anything on pit lane or the racetrack and that allows the racing to continue and continue. It does up front as John Torino now beginning to come under pressure, Jeremy from the 30 right behind him.
0: Yeah, he must have made a, bit of a slight mistake on the previous lap. he cost himself a couple of seconds to Uh, The guy who passed a little while ago, Danny Formal, the championship leader. He has managed to stay ahead just of Nico Jamin. And right behind those two is Nate Stacy in car number eight. Also for Wayne Taylor Racing, who is leading in the pro and class fifth place position overall in car number eight, the Oklahoman.
1: Brian Till, Jeremy Shaw with you from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America action, round nine of 12 and this weekend the last two rounds on north american soil as ophir levy aboard the number 13 goes around and re-enters and that really yep. stacks he up was, down there, he was right.
0: running second in lb cup He's keeping up that position
1: and jeremy oh and the contact again there with the number four he just kind of closes down a little bit michael minella aboard the number four I'm not sure Levy sees him. There was contact initially that turns Levy around.
0: Yeah, that well, was Wesley Slimp who was right behind the kind of a nine that uh, looks like he maybe just likely got into the back of a Levy going under braking for turn uh, 12 there. And around goes that number 13 car and obviously is gonna have that work to do again. So he was running second in the class to Graham Doyle at kind of a 10, Wayne, another Wayne Taylor racing entry. So Wayne Taylor racing, Leading in three of the four classes, leading overall with Ryan Norman, leading in am with excuse me, in pro-am with Nate Stacey in fifth position overall, and also in 19th for Graham Doyle, one of the youngster in the number 10 car.
1: Great racing around the speedway here and some good battles going through 7, 8, 9. But let's talk championships for just a moment, Jeremy. Danny Fromall, Kyle Marcelli, they lead in the Pro Championship. Keon Tandon leads in Pro-Am. Anthony McIntosh, Glenn McGee lead in the Am Championship. And Mark Wilgus leads in LB Cup. But you mentioned the pit stops earlier. It's a required pit stop. We talk about this in every Lamborghini Super Trofeo event. That pit stop has a minimum pit time. If it's a two-driver pairing, it's 112 seconds on pit lane. If it's a single driver in the car, as the 82 has an issue, If it's a single driver in the car, it's 115 seconds on pit row from the time you enter the pit lane until the time you lead. And the reason it's important, especially this weekend, Jeremy, I'm looking at the pro category right now as they run on the racetrack and Ryan Norman has a four and a half second lead. That's the 82 that goes around there in turn one all on his own, no harm, no foul, trying to get that 611 horsepower to the ground. Marco Cerrone just gets it a little bit wrong. The cars do have traction control, but they won't save you if you're off throttle. And I've got to believe he probably came off throttle to try to get it gathered up. And at that point in time, you're on your own. But back to the lead that Ryan Norman has, Jeremy. It's now 5.3 seconds. What has been his Achilles heel all year long? It's that he comes in on pit stops sometimes with the lead, but less than a three second lead. And he's had to sit on pit lane three seconds longer than Formal and Marcelli has, and he's lost out on pit road. Is that going to happen today?
0: Yeah, he certainly hopes not, and that's why he's pushing as hard as he is right now. He's actually extended his lead when he got past the uh, caliber 88 of Gianna Torino. That was on the fifth lap. The gap from first and second was 3.4 seconds. It's now 5.3, so Ryan Norman has really got his head down. He wants to make sure he's got a comfortable gap coming into the pit stop. He doesn't have to change drivers, doesn't even have to get out of the car. He does have to serve that uh, minimum uh, pit stop time, and that time is from the uh, moment they, it, there's a pit lane line entry, another line at the exit, the time between those two points, that is the minimum time that they have to meet. He's got a good, good margin now, he's got 5.3 seconds, so it's plenty of time to come in, have a relaxed pit stop and not cut it too fine to that 115 second mark before he exits the pit lane. In fourth, fifth position overall, really good run here for Nate Stacey uh, from Oklahoma. In uh, in, in that uh, fifth position overall, he leads in the Pro-Am class by about a second over Joel Miller uh, in the 47 most Sports entry. That's coming kind of 55. Uh, and then in the third position is John Capestri, who cut kind up of 46. Great to see him back in this race. He had a horrific crash at Road america a couple of events ago head on into the wall at the exit of turn 12 and you've tagged by another car uh broke a couple of vertebrae in his back and remarkably what is it less than certainly less than two months later uh, back at the wheel of a racing car this weekend running in third position in the pro-am class number 46.
1: Yeah, i talked to jcd john Capester DeBets yesterday and again this morning he said I, f- I feel fine you know i i, I know i'm gonna have some Issues later in life and my back will probably be sore at times, but I'm fine and I'm ready to go racing. I don't have any PTSD from the big hit that was there. I'm not afraid to get back in the car. And he showed it in qualifying today, running up in the top three and now on the racetrack having a good go of it. Speaking of a good go, the 77, the 22 having a good run. That's Jake Walker aboard the 77 in pro. And we talked about the great run that Carter Williams had in qualifying. His best qualifying by far of the season now being shown in the fifth position in Pro Am aboard the 22.
0: Yeah, and uh, not far ahead of those two is uh, JCD, John Capestro, you've got past Alex Prema on the last lap. Uh, so he you moved himself up into that third position ahead of, hell of, hell of Alex Prema in Carnival kind of 70 in the Forte racing entry. Meanwhile, out front, Ryan Norm is continuing to extend his lead. It's now almost six seconds over. Uh, Danny Formar in second position, a little bit farther back down the order. Uh, there is a JCD in that car kind of number 46 heading into turn one in seventh position overall. Third in class, he's pulled away and is pulling away quite rapidly now from Alexandra Prema, uh, who uh, in turn is a couple of seconds ahead of Carter Williams. But meanwhile out front, Ryan Norman turning his really nice consistently quick laps at the front of the field.
1: And there was a, a, a quiet it? confidence when I talked to Ryan Norman earlier about the performance and and trying to get the victories here, snatch something away from from and in Marcelli. And, and he's comfortable with this racetrack. He's comfortable with this car. He's been comfortable all year long. And they knew what the rules were coming into the season with the one driver format versus two. And that there is that required extra three seconds on pit lane. He just said, I didn't think it would be the hindrance that it seems to have been this year. It has definitely taken victory away. Look at these battles around the racetrack. That's the 66, that olive Drab Lamborghini, Lane McCalla behind the wheel right now, and a great battle going on there with the 48 of David Staub.
0: And that is a battle for second position in Am. Um, Glenn McGee has uh, pulled out quite a margin in the lead. They're running in 14th position overall in car number 69 for uh, precision performance motorsports. But uh, David Staab there, in his teammate in car number 48, manages to get past Lane Vacala. Uh, that was a super battle. That is 15th and 16th overall, but second in class. Looks like the day is done. Unfortunately for Michael Manella, Ian Bart Collins, due to share that number four car. Who's a, is this a problem for the race leader no
1: no it's the 89 but definitely slow off the pace right now mark grumman for the 89 and then off of the way out of the way tons of gas on the side of the car i don't think he's out of fuel that's probably an appropriate message there but seems to have lost drive for some reason no smoke from the back you don't see very many Mechanical issues on this Lamborghini. It is a a pretty rock-solid race car, so not exactly sure what the problem is for Brumman right now. But he is definitely off to the side. See him moving around in the cockpit. Gloves coming off. Helmet coming off.
0: He made his debut in this championship last time out at VIR just a few weeks ago, and uh, did a really good job to finish second in the LB Cup category in both of the races there. Uh, So uh, he's he's adapted very, very quickly to these cars, been driven a a bunch of different race cars in the past, uh, but uh, not been racing regularly, certainly not in the professional ranks. But looks like his day is uh, coming to an early end, but not the case for Ryan Norman, who continues to extend his lead over Danny Formal. It's now uh, 6.6 seconds as he completed lap 14.
1: Pit window is now open. We talk about the required pit stop It happens anywhere between 20 minutes into this 50-minute race and 30 minutes into this race. So there's that 10-minute window. Teams electing to bring some of the drivers in right now for that change, and really you kind of look at it from a strategic standpoint. I know a lot of the Pro-Am pairings right now have the Pro in the car. You would think that's the faster lap time, and you'd like to leave that driver out to make up as much uh, much ground as possible, I should say but different strategies on the part of these different teams as you see cars hit pit road. You won't see fuel going in, you won't see it tires going on, unless of course there were, was a problem with one, but you may see tire pressures change, Jeremy. That wouldn't surprise me at all today.
0: Yeah, and this purple car is the, uh, the uh, leader in points in the Pro-Am class, uh, Kion Tandon and Luke Berkeley. they haven't shared all the races together. So Kion Tandon, the youngster from California, has the championship lead by virtue of the fact he finished uh, second and third with a different co-driver in the first two races of the season. Uh, but he will hand over that car. Who was it started? It was it was Luke Berkeley who started in this race, I think. Uh, was it in car number 42? And down the order there to the, to the uh, to grid. Uh, he started, uh, yes, Luke Berkeley started in the 10th position, having been uh, very quick yesterday in the practice session. Uh, but uh, he'll hand over that car now to Kion Tandon for the p- final portion of the race. Also, into the pit lane is our race leader, uh, uh, Ryan Norman.
1: Tire pressure adjustments going on front and rear for Ryan Norman aboard the number 84 as he sits there on pit road. And it will be 115 seconds on the lane for Ryan Norman from the time he crosses the beam at pit in until he crosses the beam at pit out. He is a single driver. So three extra seconds, as we said earlier, on pit lane for him. And really the reason that is, Jeremy, we've talked about it all year long, especially in the AM and LB Cup classes, it's going to take those drivers with less experience a little more time to get up to speed. Certainly, there have been all kinds of discussions about does this really have a place in the pro category or not? But if you're going to put it in place, it really needs to be in place across all four classes. And so that's what we see here in Lamborghini Super Trofeo.
0: Yeah, here comes our uh, new race leader Danny Formal in for his uh, pit stop. He will hand over that championship leading car to Kyle Marcelli. uh, That will enable their Wayne Taylor Racing teammate Nate Stacey To move to the front, still leading in the pro-am class, and now leading overall in car number eight.
1: The number one on the way in from all with a huge slide drops a wheel in the grass. That is that's racetrack right there, though, Jeremy. The pit lane speed limit doesn't start until a little farther down the line, so you can make time there. Anybody that's kind of just puttering through that left-hand corner, you can't afford to do it. You've got to drive it like it's a corner on the racetrack, and that's exactly what Danny Vermaul did. Now, in theory, based upon how they came in, we expect to see this after the pit stops play out. I would expect to see Ryan Norman in the lead, but how much traffic is he going to have on this outlap? Will he be slowed enough that it puts the number one of Kyle Marcelli right there with him, and if Marcelli is behind him, what can Kyle do? I asked Kyle yesterday. I said, how important is the perfect season, winning every race? And he goes, the championship is what's important. Yeah. You know, I don't want to Yeah, think I mean, about you lose more than a lap here this by, by making
0: that. a pit stop. Yeah, excuse me, Brian. You lose more than a lap here by making a pit stop. And he's come out right behind Joel Miller, who's running in second position overall in this race. Joel Miller staying out in that number 55 car. But actually, I think, yeah, he will lead this lap as nate stacy has brought number 55 uh number eight car excuse me onto the pit lane so the pro am leader is on the pit so joel miller is now the new pro-am leader he will have to uh he's got to you've got another four or five minutes he can do another two or three laps before he hands over that number 55 car for 47 most thoughts to Bre- uh, brett jacobson to finish off mm-hmm. this race but this is very frustrating certainly for for uh ryan norman who's stuck behind joel miller i mean not much to choose pace difference between these two joel is quick but uh, uh, on the road number 84 car is a lap down
1: well what's frustrating Therefore, jeremy no, no looks in his mirror ryan norman looks in his mirror he sees that bright red number one just three car links back he wants past miller because he knows Marcelli's gonna be on a charge. There's Kyle Marcelli working through nine and 10. He picks up a position there out in the dirt. On the dirty part of the racetrack, you saw the dust fly up. Marcelli hammered down. He's trying to catch up with Norman because he knows Norman has a little bit of a roadblock in front of him. Miller stays on the racetrack and there are two slower cars in front of them. Marcelli closing the gap. Only one car now between himself and Ryan Norman. This is going to end up being for the race lead.
0: Yeah, it is. And uh, this is going to be really interesting to see. I think uh, as they come across the line there, uh, there's still a good uh, good edge there for Ryan Norman. The gap between them down to four seconds, which is uh, kind of about right. It was 6.6 before the stops. They'll lose uh, three, three seconds of that if they both uh, made their pit stops in the prescribed minimum time, which uh, hopefully they did. Uh, Ryan Norman, actually, yeah, 1.55, 1 minute 55, so that's uh, that's exactly right for Ryan Norman, he's fine. Carl Marcelli right behind him, uh, 1 minute 52, so again, that's fine as well, perfect pit stops for those two. The, uh, the other car, number 77, Jake Walker, his pit stops a little bit longer, 1 minute 57, so he lost a couple of seconds. He also is driving solo in this race, in that pro entry car number 77 minimum pit stop time would be one minute 55 he's 157 so didn't time that quite perfectly
1: right now kyle marcelli trying to get around sebastian carrazzo he wants by you see it there in the back of the shot and still Ryan Norman hung up there behind the 55 of Joel Miller. Miller is the race leader. He certainly doesn't need to pull over and let him by, although you gotta believe Ryan Norman thinks he has a little bit of a faster car. And here's the other thing, Jeremy, these Lamborghinis with the aerodynamics that they have create a lot of dirty air behind them. If you get stuck up behind somebody in these mid to higher speed corners, you lose a lot of front downforce. Norman now to the inside of Miller into one, heavy on the brakes, gets it done. Marcelli answers as well. He gets past the 82. And now Marcelli still one car between himself and Ryan Norman. This time though, it's Joel Miller and Miller will have to pit soon because this pit window will be closing in just another three minutes.
0: Yeah, next time around, I think we will see Joel Miller duck into the pit lane and uh, Ryan Norman, having got past uh, Joel Miller now? He's going to... Uh, he, 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 He'll he'll breathe a lot easier at this stage now. he have got past John Miller. He you knows he's got a handy gap over that caliber kind of one that's pursuing in the, what will be the second place once the other cars come onto pit lane. We've got uh, four cars have yet to make their pit stop. Number 55 car that's John Miller who leads. John Pastorovets in second position. He's about five seconds farther back down the road than Andy Lee in CanAmber kind of 14. So it's three Pro-Am cars who are running uh, out at the. Uh, uh, have yet to make their first pit stop fourth on the road at the moment as the race leaders have completed 19 laps is ryan norman in car kind of 84
1: joel miller now heads to pit road and now that is going to leave empty racetrack between kyle marcelli and ryan norman it is time to throw it down and marcelli in a Unfamiliar place, Jeremy. He's in second. He sees the leader in front of him. They're trying to have that perfect season. You talk about the strength, though, underneath that awning, both the number one and the 84 out of Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti, both of them representing Lamborghini Palm Beach. But Ryan Norman doesn't really care about teammates or dealerships right now. He cares about breaking that win streak and finding his first victory of the season.
0: Yeah, what a place to do it, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. How cool would that be for Ryan Norman? He's originally from uh, Ohio, so not a million miles away from here. He lives now down in Florida, but uh, he's got uh, plenty of experience around this race, in Indy Lights cars, uh, and he's using that experience in the early stages of this race. made a great start, perfect to perfectly judged the first corner. And it was that first corner move that has kept him, that, that uh, brought him the lead of this race, and he's done a super job since then to maintain it.
1: Nice job there on the part of Ryan Norman as well as John Hirschberg. Norman slips through. Hirschberg gives him just enough room, doesn't impede too terribly much, and a problem there down at the exit of turn 12, I believe. Oh no, that was uh, turn 8, 71 with an issue, Jeremy. Chris Cuevas aboard that white number 71 gets it back on track, no harm, no foul. It's gonna take a little while to get some of that grass off those hand-cooked tires. See if we can see what happens here. Traction control, ABS, yes, these Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo EVO 2s have them, but they'll only do so much. And with well over 600 horsepower in the back of this chassis, if you get into the throttle a little bit, traction control will help you longitudinally with the wheel spin, but it's not going to save you laterally. Is that the number one that was off? Was that Kyle Marcelli at the exit of turn six?
0: Whoops. It, it is. Was. Yeah. Wow. That uh... Was it? Well, we, yeah, we knew he was two, pressing, yeah. Jeremy. We knew
1: he was yeah. pressing really yeah.
0: hard. He was. Uh, he, uh, the gap was around about 3.8 seconds on the previous lap, and uh, that's going to cost him quite a bit of time now. He's going to fall back in the clutches, conceivably, of uh, number 30 car, that Sebastian Vettel is not too far behind him. You can have dirt, dirt on dirt and grass on those tyres. That's not conducive to, to good lap times.
1: Not at all, and that's a rare mistake, but it gives you an indication of just how badly Kyle Marcelli was wanting to catch Ryan Norman. From a championship standpoint, Jeremy, you think, well, the championship is pretty well wrapped up for Marcelli and Danny Vermall. They just need to show up, start races, finish races, and the championship will be theirs. But it shows you the level of competition that they have and that is they do want to still win all the races. They, they want to go out at the end of this season, not only with a championship, but some records as well. And really talking to Kyle yesterday, he said, you know, Danny and I have to be careful about being too competitive with each other. We push each other, we drive each other. Did yeah. we just see a rare mistake for that very reason?
0: well yeah good question uh, but certainly it's, it's a rare one there i mean they both made a mistake during this race which is unusual unusual for any either of them to make a mistake they've both done it in the same race uh, Danny are from out the first corner uh, and then carl uh, marcelli there if you that five six chicane a very fast chicane. There. it's easy to get the car offline that through there and that's cost him uh, a lot of time it cost him uh, well over seven seconds 11.2 the gap between first and second last time around and the kind of a 30 similarly colored car red primarily red car that's the answer motor sports machine of Sebastian Savedra, former IndyCar driver not too far behind them in that third position overall and third in the pro category
1: they'll need to get past the Pro-Am entry to get to the rear wing of the number one and you talk to the drivers of these cars and they say the car likes to rotate at turn in and I look at the front of the 30 Jeremy and it it's like there's some significant vibration, or the front splitter really vibrating under a heavy braking to turn one that time around. Interesting, we'll have to yeah, keep an eye to. on that. Look at this straight on shot!
0: Yeah, that car yeah. moving around on the braking as well. That's going to be a bit of a handful there. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, interesting have to but keep it, an eye on that one.
1: It's going to allow. Yeah, it's gonna allow air underneath it and then it shuts it off. and then wow. it, 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 So the balance under braking is gonna be a handful for Sebastian Savedra aboard the 30. I was just saying, the drivers talk about turning these cars in on the brakes and the car rotates a lot. It really responds to brake release, rotates a lot at entry. And I was gonna say to me, the number one car looks on edge right now. But now that I look at the 30, I'm not sure that they've got a particularly happy race car underneath them. And when you get a hold of one of these raging bulls and it's not working well for you, 15 minutes can seem like an eternity.
0: That's a very good point indeed. So uh, Certainly, Tim, we're going to have to uh, keep an eye on here Look as at this, this uh, race runs towards the end. And the, uh, Marcelli is clearly struggling there. Jans van Overbeek, who is a lap down in kind of a 68, but we know how fast uh, he is. And right behind Johannes now is that third place car off Sebastian Saavedra.
1: Saavedra is right there, but I'm looking at two cars right now. Both of these bright red Lamborghinis heading into turn one. I don't think either one of them is particularly happy from a handling standpoint. Johannes Van Overbeck sandwiched in the middle aboard the 68. Remember they have a win from WeatherTech Raceway to Laguna Seca in the opening rounds and Van Overbeck, the professional that he is, does exactly what I expected him to do. I'm not in this class fight, you go right ahead. And now Saavedra, he could sense that number one right there in front of it. He could smell the exhaust. He wants to get Kyle Marcelli. They're looking for a second place step on the podium if he can get past the number one.
0: That's right, the best to finish so far this season. Uh, they've had a couple of uh, third-place winches at, uh, at Weathertech Raceway Laguna Seca, also at Watkins Glen for me, because you mean, who started that number 30 answer Motorsports car and at Sebastian Saavedra. But just uh, a little bit of ground on this lap, I think, to the uh, championship leader Carl Marcelli.
1: Marcelli out of 12 through 13, the left-hander. And it seems... That perhaps maybe for Marcelli it was corner entry right at turning where I saw the car upset before for the number 30 with Saavedra it, It's that loose front splitter that seems to cause the issue in the brake zone. We'll see if it's still there in turn one. I can't imagine it would have healed itself. Well, it didn't look that bad that time.
0: No, it didn't. It did it? that last lap.
1: One of the things these drivers Here's say is, it is, easy, it is easy to step over the line with the braking. Speaking of stepping over the line, good battle here, like you said, Jeremy, between the 14 and the 42, Slade Stewart above the four, on board the 14, Keon Tandon, the championship leader, running third right now, aboard the 42.
0: Yeah, and uh, right with him also is Anthony McIntosh, he car under 69, who's leading in the AM class as well. He's got to make sure he doesn't get caught up in that battle. Uh, behind him is a Chandra Chandrasomar, kind of a 20, the gold car. A distinctive car that one is. Uh, he's also running in Pro-Am, having won last year's Am Championship. There's a late oh. lunge down the inside for uh, for uh, number 11. I think that's Raymond Davudi, who uh, he served a penalty early on in this race, didn't
1: he? Yeah, he may end up serving another one with a move <laughs> yeah. like that. And here we go. Tandon on Stewart. Side-by-side side in the breaking zone. He's going to get through. So, Keon Tandon passed Slade Stewart in the breaking zone there. And now, look at this, right behind Stewart under pressure. Not only from the 69, which is in a different class, but the 20 as well. Shian Shandrosoma. Sandra Soma is now right there, Jeremy. He's not only right there, he's about to be by.
0: Yes, indeed, and that is now then for the uh, what third position, I think, in Pro-Am. So, uh, Slade St. Stewart uh, lost a couple of positions down at the last lap. It's still Nick Persing who leads in Pro-Am. He took over from Nate Stacey, and he's got a, a very handy margin over the uh, the rest of the field the Pro and first again Culimarate running into the fifth position last week he, he tied up the uh, Blue Marble Radical Cup series title as well so he's had a really good week that was with the Indy cars at Worldtech Raceway Laguna Seca meanwhile out front Brian, Brian Norman got what 11 minutes to go in this race and he's extending his lead still more over Kyle marcelli in second position.
1: I think after Marcelli had the off at the exit of turn six, the balance of the car has gone even further awry, and I I feel like it probably did beforehand. That's probably why we saw the number one car off. At this point in time, you just kind of look at it and say, unless we get full course caution that brings the leader back to me, I need to focus on getting this car home and home in front of the 30, because Saavedra, have really been applying the pressure. I did talk to Nate Stacy earlier about Nick Persing, and he said, you know, he's just a sponge. And I love the fact that he will tell you that he doesn't know things, and he wants to learn. Help me. How do I get better with this? How do I get better with that? And Nate, very, very complimentary of his co-driver, Nick Persing, and Persing out in front right now in pro-am.
0: Yeah, and it's it's fun to hear Nate Stacey coaching other drivers. I mean, he made his start in this sport in spec uh, Miata at age twelve. Uh, he's now he's now the grand, grand old age of twenty-three. Is Nate Stacey? But yeah, real talent. He's he won. In, in 2020, the uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge Series. It's also going to be racing this evening in a four hour race here at in Indianapolis. So Nate's got a lot of experience nowadays uh, and a really good head on his shoulders as well. And he's certainly guiding Nick Persing uh, very nicely. Uh, Nick's just 19 years of age from Morgan Hill in California, but uh, not too far from WeatherTech Raceway Laguna. So there's a big lunge down the inside by David Starb again, who is running, where is he in the AM class now? His third position in the class, It was a lap car that he he was dicing with.
1: And you know, race control, um, they're reviewing the incident between the 70 and the 11. The 11 penalty for incident responsibility will have a drive through. I was going to say they've incorporated some additional penalties over the last couple of rounds um, using more time penalties that are applied at the checkered flag. Jeremy, we've seen some of those already speaking of penalties. Car 10 will have a penalty for a short pit stop. It'll be a post-race time penalty of 2.391 seconds. And as I said, car 11, a drive-through penalty for incident responsibility. And as a fan, you may look at 2.391 seconds and go, well, how did they come up with that? But it's an interesting formula on those penalties for the minimum pit stop times here.
0: Yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, look, racing is complicated, isn't it? So why, why make it easy?
1: If you're There's, over uh, a second, past the pit stop, it's it's a drive-through. If you're under it, it's a multiplier,
0: right? Yeah, That's exactly right. Yeah, if it, I think it, the, the uh, it's a, if you're within a second, then it's a multiplier of three, I think it is. So if you're 0.8 of a second yeah. underneath the minimum time, you'll triple that 0.8 of a second. I think it's I think it's a second. Yeah. But anything over a second, it's a drive a, yeah, a draconian drive-through penalty. So. Uh, there's a little bit of margin there to to keep yourself within reasonable bounds but after that it's a pretty draconian penalty so uh, you want to you don't want to cut it too fine
1: man you're looking at sebastian Severa just a moment ago trying to work his way forward and get back to kyle marcelli and he was struggling to get around sebastian carrazzo aboard the 82 carrazzo has been a pretty tough customer all day long AS THE LEADERS HAVE WORKED THROUGH, AND HE CERTAINLY WASN'T GIVING ANY FAVORS TO SAVEDRA, CAR 13 WILL HAVE A TIME PENALTY FOR A SHORT PIT STOP, 1.362 SECONDS AT THE RACE END. AND WE UNDERSTAND CAR 30, THAT'S THE THIRD PLACE CAR OF SEBASTIAN SAVEDRA. THEY TOO WILL HAVE A 2.013 SECOND PENALTY FOR A SHORT PIT STOP. So. I mean, there, there is a way they've got a timer on the dashboard and they know when to release and they know when to get back out on the pit lane. But as you can see, just a couple of tenths off on that minimum spit pit stop time is, uh, it'll cost you, Jeremy, it'll cost you dearly. And for Sebastian Saavedra, he was trying to catch Kyle Marcelli, but not only would he have to catch him and get by him, he'd have to clear him by a couple of seconds to not have that penalty move him back in the final results
0: well that's exactly that's exactly right Brian tell I mean you know they um th- there is a time on on the dash and they know how long it takes to get them from their pit stall to the pit exit so that the trick is to leave you know exactly when that buzzer tells you to go uh, but if you if you get away with a bit too much alacrity off the uh, off the standing start there out, out of your pit box you can break that uh, you know break that beam too soon and that's what's happened there and the bad news for sebastian savadri he's well actually the good news is he made up enough time on that last lap to extend his lead over the number 88 car lucas peterson who's taken over from giano torino to uh, overcome that penalty if you say it was 2.1 seconds as you said it the gap between the cars on the previous lap was 1.9 but now on this last lap uh has extended that margin to 2.7 seconds that would be okay he would be able to uh, finish where he is and maintain that third, third position. But Lucas Peterson is going to be certainly pushing hard now in kind of an 88 to try and reduce that deficit.
1: Keon Tandon, second in Pro-Am, will have a penalty for a short pit stop. Only about six-tenths of a second, but he's got to make sure he maintains that margin that he's got over Sheehan Soma, who currently runs third. So you can tell there's action on the racetrack and off here in Lamborghini Super Trofeo, North America. And there's plenty of action on the racetrack right now. Just inside, five minutes to go. Ryan Norman trying to break the streak. The perfect season that Kyle Marcelli and his teammate Danny Formall have had there at Wayne Taylor Racing. They have not lost a race all season long. They've had six pole positions, including the two qualifying sessions for this weekend. Uh, Ryan Norman could be the catalyst that brings all of that tumbling down. We'll have to wait and see, still over four minutes to go.
0: Yeah, and uh, there's uh, a lot of traffic uh, that Ryan Norman's had to deal with the last couple of laps or so, but he's, even with all that, his, his lead over Carl Marcelli has only shrunk by a couple of seconds. It's still well over 14 seconds. So he's pretty comfortable out there. Uh, and the, the number one car of Carl Marcelli, he's got to deal with that traffic now as well. So. Uh, it's looking really, really good here with uh, just exactly four minutes remaining in this 50 minute race. But look at that knot of traffic heading into turn seven. Nice.
1: A little desperate move there by the 34. Virgilio Peresquia. Peresquia throws the 34 down inside, and this is going to be contact, I think, Jeremy. Chandra soma involved aboard the 20. It's Ophir Levy in there as well.
0: Yeah, well, Ophir Levy to looking one. to the inside. Oops. Mm. Oh, you talked about it earlier on, Brian, so picking your battles. I mean, these are not in the same class. And Ophir Levy there clearly, he's running in the LB Cup class. He was fourth position in that class. Uh, Chandrasoma is in Pro Am. Uh, and uh, so, quite where Ophir thought he was going there, I'm not quite sure. But that could be very costly for chandra Chandrasoma, who was running in third position, uh, eighth overall in Pro Am.
1: That incident under review, a lot of times, Jeremy, you, you think about making the move, you put the car there, the ABS lights up, you can't slow the car down anymore, you're already there, and the incident has happened even when you're still a car length away because there's nothing else you can do to keep it from happening. The only thing Ophir Levy could have done was a hard right turn behind the apex curve in turn one to keep that from happening. It was a somewhat of a foregone Not conclusion sure. as soon as he peeked to the inside.
0: Yeah, you, you kind of brace yourself there. You want to try and tell the guy in front of you, "Hey, I'm sorry, mate, there's nothing I can do about this. I'm going to hit you in a moment. Yeah. But by it's, then, it's already happened. Yeah, here we go. But look, this traffic <laughs> has held up Carl uh, Marcelli and Sebastian Savedra now is right with him again. So this battle for second and third place on the road uh, as Carl uh, Marcelli uh, engine into a, a slower car there at turn 10, but he's costing him time on the exit. Uh, and this battle for second and third continues with uh, just two minutes remaining. It'll be... It won't be white flagged. This will be white flagged next time around, I believe, for our race leader, Ryan Moorman.
1: Well, one thing's for certain, Cam Ali Abadi aboard the number 99 will not get a Christmas card from neither Kyle Marcelli or Sebastian Saavedra because he put himself right in the middle of that battle and did nothing to help those two competitors out in a completely different class. So I'm sure there may be some words spoken after that. And Saavedra, now back on the hunt trying to chase down the number one and you can see it right there again jeremy if sebastian Savedra gets on the brakes too hard perhaps that's the abs that we see shuttering the front end of that 30 that bright red number 30 that's right there behind the bright red number one of kyle marcelli that could be the indicator of the abs and you can kind of sometimes we see it sometimes we don't
0: uh, true that yes exactly right and um it, it's uh, it's a good battle i think uh, carmel said he's got his uh, he's got some clear finally got some clear road right ahead of him now but the, the gap from, from himself to the race leader it was around about 16 seconds and fairly constant for quite a while it's now out over 20 seconds last time around as uh, as ryan norman just cruises onward towards what he hopes is the checkered flag
1: one thing Kyle Marcelli, Danny from have had all year long is the white flag flies for Ryan Norman 2.3 miles, 2.4 miles around this Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course. And he'll see the checkered flag first, take his first win of the season. If he gets there, this battle still rages. What I was saying about Marcelli and Danny from all is they've had a very, very consistent car all year long. And I've not seen that here today, Jeremy.
0: No, it's certainly been a bit more of a struggle, hasn't it, for those two? But it would have been helped, of course, by Carl Marsalia running off the road there uh, over the kerb and, and through the grass at turn five, six, well, about a dozen laps or so ago, uh, which, uh, yeah, that would have been a, uh, an interesting ride for him. And who knows when he might have picked up something in that grass and in that dirt and on, over that kerb to uh, affect the aerodynamics underneath that uh, Lamborghini car number one.
1: For Ryan Norman, out of turn 10. Enter the speedway portion, up the banking. Heavy braking for turn 12. The left-hander out of there in third, a short shift to fourth gear, as he heads towards turn 14. The right-hand sweeper up to fifth gear on the front straightaway, Ryan Norman Wayne Taylor racing with Andretti. They have done it. They have broken the streak. Ryan Norman wins at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The first victory of the year for Norman and the first time all season long. We have not seen the bright red number one cross the line first, but Marcelli still on the podium, a second place, but hard fought while Sebastian Saavedra right there with him. You look back to Pro-Am what a great job by Nick Persing and Nate Stacy. Nate Stacy had to run the last weekend on his own. That moved him up to the pro category because Persing wasn't here. Persing back here at Indianapolis th- this weekend, and he and Nate Stacy take the win in pro am. You look back to the am category as well. Good run there. Anthony McIntosh, Glenn McGee lead the championship, and guess what? They win here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Anthony McIntosh will take the 69 across the line first. They'll celebrate another victory and that will move them farther ahead in that championship in an LB Cup winner there. Graham Doyle, what a young man. His victory here, his grandfather involved in racing, Jeremy, at a very high level Good friends with Wayne Taylor and involved with Wayne Taylor's racing career a long time ago. His father raced in another one-make series here in the United States. Graham Doyle had never raced a car until WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca this year and takes his first pole position this weekend and also his first race win
0: yeah really well uh, it, it was second race win. he won he won earlier a little bit earlier the season great So second win for right. him and yeah his, his his grandfather was danker which of course was a, was a prominent on the side of wayne taylor's cars uh, all those years ago so a tremendous run by the youngster they're just 17 years of age from clearwater in florida but a hats off here to ryan norman he's been working really hard for this win this season he's switched to uh, to, to the Lamborghini Super Trofeo. As I said, race previously at Indy lights the last couple of years he had been driving TCR cars for Brian Herder Auto Sport, had some success there, but this is his first win finally in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo and he did it absolutely perfectly with a tremendous drive. Started on the front row, took the lead at the first corner, never looked back.
1: Well, you, you look at the win today for Ryan Norman, Jeremy, how emotional is that going to be? It doesn't really do much to Danny Formal, Kyle Marcelli in the championship. They come away with a great finish. They only lose three points in the championship hunt, but just the emotion for Ryan Norman, climbing out of that Lamborghini in victory lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the pressure off his shoulders now. He's done something that he felt like he could do all year long and here to claim that victory, how, how special is that?
0: Yeah, very special, indeed. He, he's gonna be a happy bunny here. I mean, he, he really earned it. He's, he's worked, as you say, worked really hard all the way through the season, just gradually gaining experience. It was a very different car to a TCR that he'd be driving the last few years. That's good to see Danny Formal there. One of the first to come over and congratulate Ryan as he gets out of the car. You see the disappointment on, on Danny Formal's uh, face quite clearly, but, uh, he, he was uh, magnanimous there and a, a big a big uh, pat on the back for Ryan Norman, who finally gets that first win under his belt.
1: You can see the relief on Ryan Norman's face as he climbs out of that number 84 there in victory lane. If you're going to drink champagne, there's no better place to do it than on the podium here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I say it doesn't affect the championship much because Formal and Marcelli, Still end up with a podium finish, Jeremy. What's it look like throughout the categories?
0: Uh, with, with, uh, in the championships, Carl uh, Marcellian, yeah, they still got a, a very handy lead, as you said, be just uh, reduced just a little bit over Ryan Norman. Uh, Kjorn Tandon uh, will continue to lead in the pro-am uh, class with the uh, second-place finish today to uh, Nick Persing, who takes his second win of the season alongside Nate Stacy. Really good run for them. In the AM class, yes, another win for uh, Anthony McIntosh and Glenn McGee. That's their, their fourth, and in actual fact, fourth in a row. They're really on a run now for precision performance most sports in the AM class and in LB Cup uh, for Wayne Taylor Racing. Once again, Graham Doyle taking his first win of the season. But Mark Wilgus, the runaway championship leader, had a third position today, oh, excuse me, second position today. He got ahead of uh, the pole sitter, John Hirschberg. And so Wilgus will extend his lead in the L. B. Cup championship.
1: Well, congratulations to all the victors across the four different classes. If you're going to win, there's no place as special as the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We still have one race left on the weekend here. One race left in North America before we head to the finals in Italy. So make sure you stay around for tomorrow's event. Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America. For Jeremy Shaw, and Brian Till. We'll see you tomorrow for another round.
0: This program is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check IMSAradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.